Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We are in Joshua chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 14 through 20. We've seen Rahab lie to the king's officials while the spies hide on her roof and commit treason by basically siding with the Israelites. Then yesterday we saw Rahab speak with the spies and confess the truth that the Lord, the God of Israel, is the God of heaven above and of earth below. And he, she has pled with them to spare her life and the lives of her family members and perhaps her extended family. And now comes the response. Here is Joshua chapter 2, verse 14. The men answered her, We will give our lives for yours. If you don't report our mission, we will show kindness and faithfulness to you when the Lord gives us the land. Stop right there and just take a break and take this in because they barely know this woman. But they have heard her confession that the Lord is the Lord God of heaven above and earth below. And their very first response is, we will give our lives for yours. It's incredible. Christ-likeness, centuries before there was Christ, on behalf of a woman who would be a part of the lineage leading to Christ. I find that beautiful. Then verse 15, Then she let them down by a rope through the window, since she lived in a house that was built into the wall of the city. So, Verse 15 uh, in tomorrow's devotion will kind of come back. Uh, verse 21 will sort of recapitulate the events of verse 15. But what I envision here is that uh, she's getting them set up to really leave the city. And as she's doing this, they're negotiating. So you can't really imagine the events of verses 17 through 20, these negotiations taking place while they're shouting at each other. Otherwise, it's not a very secret mission. Verse 16 Go to the hill country so that the men pursuing you won't find you, she said to them. Hide there for three days until they return. Afterward, go on your way. Right? Uh, the, the CSB Study Bible explains it this way. While the Jordan River is east of Jericho, there is a hill country to the west. And Rahab thought you could go hide in the hill country until your people come in three days. But what we do know as we continue through the text is that they will go hide for a second, and then they'll go back across the Jordan, and they're going to give... A report to Joshua. The raging Jordan River at its flood stage, it is, it's not possible to get three million people, including elderly and disabled and small children, across this right here. But these spies, they can do it. Rahab said, I don't know where they're going. And while in part that's true, she had to know at some point they're going to be re reunited with the Israelites. In fact, she knew that they were up on the roof at that time, hence the lie. But as the discussion continues, Verse 17, the men said to her, we will be free from this oath you made us swear unless when we enter the land, you tie this scarlet cord to the window through which you let us down. Bring your father, mother, brothers, and all of your father's family into your house. If anyone goes out the doors of your house, his death will be his own fault and we will be innocent. But if anyone with you in the house should be harmed, his death will be our fault. And if you report our mission, we are free from the oath you made us swear. So later on, these guys are going to make their way back to Joshua. Rahab had kind of suggested they go hide in the hills to the west, but they have to come to these terms to see to it that Rahab has a responsibility in all of this. Okay, look, like we can't guarantee the safety of anyone unless you abide by these clear instructions. 
And what they give her is the instruction to hang this scarlet cord. That color is not an incidental, coincidental detail. The fact that it is scarlet in verse 18 of Joshua 2 is everything. Exodus chapter 12, verse 7. They're given instructions over the doorposts, the lintels of their home, like to be able to, to, to show and smear there the blood of the Passover lamb over every household within Egypt. Okay, this is going back to the first generation of Israelites on the other side of the Red Sea. This was how they were marked by the blood of the lamb. And as a result, the wrath of God upon the firstborn sons would pass over them. Deep, profound imagery in the Passover as God brings about retributive justice upon Egypt for what they had done to uh, the, the people of God in Goshen. Moreover, prophetic for how the blood of the Lamb, the one and only Son of God, would provide atonement and mark everyone who is covered by the blood of the Lamb as delivered from the wrath of God. They have asked Rahab to indicate her home with scarlet of all the colors. We studied the book of Isaiah, and you know it's the prophet Isaiah who gives us this, this incredible, incredible teaching. Right? We know that, uh, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they'll be washed white as snow. Scarlet, the color of blood. I mean, difficult enough even for OxyClean to rinse out, okay? This is the color that marks the household of Rahab. And anyone, don't miss this, anyone who steps out, he's on his own, okay? But as long as you stay in this household that is marked by the color scarlet, everyone's going to be safe. And we, pay, we take personal responsibility for anything that happens to anyone who's, who, who stays in that house that is marked by scarlet. In Joshua chapter 5, Rahab is going to start to see some parallels here when she, along with her family and everybody who is, who is safely preserved there, is going to observe the Passover. This is beautiful. Man, this is incredible. Isn't the Word of God amazing? She didn't have any concept yet of what Passover was. Uh, she wouldn't experience it firsthand until chapter 5 in the narrative of Joshua. But I'm sure she was able to see parallels on that day. Being marked by scarlet says these people belong to God, both to the angel of death moving through Egypt and to the Israelite army moving into Jericho. These people belong to God, and the color that marks us is scarlet, the color of blood, that by which our atonement for every last one of our sins has been afforded. May it be said of your whole household that it is marked by scarlet to tell us thy paid in full for the sins of everyone inside. And if someone should step out, he's on his own and we cannot withstand the wrath of God for sin. This is what happened to Egypt and their firstborn sons. This is what happened to anyone who stepped out of his house in Jericho, suffering the wrath of God. This is what happens to us. I want to take a moment. I want to pray. If you have children who are outside of the will of God, your house is marked by scarlet, but they stepped outside. I want to pray right now. God, 
I lift up my brothers and sisters in Christ who, as the old hymn says, when the roll is called in heaven, Lord, that everyone would be there. And Lord, as another hymn says, may the circle be unbroken by and by. God, I pray for those with prodigal children that, Lord, they would see perhaps that new, not too costly an experience, just a glimpse of what their sin actually affords them, not only in this life, but in eternity beyond. And may they, by the drawing of the Holy Spirit, come home to repentance. And may my brothers and sisters who love these prodigals receive them with wide open arms and the power of the gospel, not by compromising, not by changing the color scarlet to something other than what the gospel cost, the blood of Jesus Christ, the ultimate lamb of God. But may they, just with patient prayer, see this happen. May no one step outside the houses like those of Rahab that are marked with scarlet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.